Kia ora. just a word of warning, we may say some bad words in this podcast. Now, please don't subject this shoddily put together podcast to your kids. Similarly, if you aren't a fan of bad language, maybe press pause now if that's not your thing. There's literally Nectarine Palel coming out of my computer mouse. That's a very alternative I mean, way to taste beers, is you know, lick I've it off. I've heard of you and chewy, but you know, a mousey, I think that's just good too far. <laughs> a mousey. <laughs> oh man. So it doesn't it doesn't come down to which beer would you choose, it's which beer would you right click on? <laughs> Mate, I'm just, we're just gonna scroll past that. <laughs> oh fucking hell, here we go. Here we go. Hey. Kia ora and welcome to Barely a Quiz. Now, this is the podcast about cool beer and even cooler quizzes run by three guys who sadly aren't quite as cool, but this is where the pub quiz meets podcast, which is our favorite combo. I hope it's your favorite combo. So welcome back to everyone joining us for another, well, hopefully a great podcast. My name's Dan. I'm playing the host tonight as usual. And before we get into it all, allow me to introduce my two companions this evening. Our English cohort, the resident whinger and his unintentionally funny accomplice, of course. It's the lovely Joe and Pre. Welcome along, lads. How are we tonight? Hi, mate. How are you doing? How are you doing, everyone? Righto. How you guys been since the last pod? What have you been up to? Yeah, for me, um, still down in Wanaka, which is which is fantastic. Oh. Um, oh. Working down here until early February. Um, drinking my way pretty much through Cento, Central Otago. Did a pub quiz at Ground Up Brewery with the wife mm-hmm. and in-laws. Finished second place, which you may have seen um, on my... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty smart, actually. Um, you'd be really? surprised, um, especially oh, if you I mean, follow yeah. the, the quiz outcomes. But, Maybe but um, yeah, at least I'm, I'm, I'm smarter than pre, so that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's not a yard um, that you should use. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But second place um, could have been first place, but but didn't quite work mm. out. Um, what what else? Yeah, so I've been in Dunedin for work. So we 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 took the the, the trek out. So we had a I think four days in Dunedin in total. Mm. Uh, took the opportunity to catch up with yourself, Dan. Um, mm. I got to have an authentic Spates beer for the first time, which um, as part of the tour, I actually learned that the, the Spates that you'd get. On in tap on in the South Island, it's going to be different than the experience that I've had with Spades, which is usually from cans and bottles. Mm. Um, surprisingly, mm. it was actually quite decent, which has not been my previous experiences with the beer. Well, um, quite decent. Uh, I'm uh, pretty sure I heard you say something a bit stronger about it. I think you might have gone a lot, gone a, gone a little further with your uh, superlatives for uh, for for your taste of Spades straight from the source. I think, as we know, there's nothing strong about a Spates beer. Um, but speaking of strong beers, um, on, a, on a lighter note, um, I, I did continue my craft beer journey. So I was able to visit a couple of um, a brewery on the way to Dunedin and Moru. We stopped by Craftwork Brewing. Um, I thought that was mm, absolutely nice. incredible. Probably one of my favorite breweries in the whole country. Um, yeah. They specialize in Belgian beers and um, the, the, the lead brewer or, or the guy who served us, I believe, was the owner slash manager. Um, absolutely new stuff and was really passionate. 
Um, as well as that, I've got to check out a couple of new breweries. Um, so Noisy Brewing in Dunedin and Steamer Basin, which were both also places I'd like to shout out. Um, they don't get quite the, the same credit as some of the larger breweries out there, but their beers are just absolutely top-notch. No, yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Pre, what have you been doing with yourself, my man? It's been a, been a busy busy uh, bit of time in between the last uh, episode, but I am... Um, I have seen some really cool uh, responses on our Instagram about uh, people sort of sending in their scores, including an, an actual greyhound that played along on the last episode. Scored 1.5. Um, Did you get so the same score as a greyhound? No, no, no. I got 2.5, so I just about outscored um, a retired <laughs> greyhound. That's smarter than the greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Certainly slower. Um and uh, Joe, you sent me a screenshot of, or sent us a screenshot of your older brother who was playing, um, and he he got a very respectable eight out of ten, which you know explains mm. um, was explained. But well, he is the better brother, isn't he? He, was, he is better. Um, however, I don't know if you spotted this, Dan, but in that screenshot, he was he was doing it. He was writing it on his phone as a message. Mm. Just like Joe oh. was on the first episode, and he was yeah, yeah, addressing yeah. that to someone called Aaron. Who the fuck is Aaron? Can we get him on the podcast at some point? That'd be great. <laughs> I, but, I can say I'm with not ki- really strong confidence they're different Aaron's, but you know it's logical. It's the first name. I mean, unless we had some, unless we had some aardvarks that we were uh, messaging. I think it's always going to be an Aaron. It's the double A's. Do you think he's done that just from that same logic, Joe? Has he done that because he? So you like he's just taking the mick because I thought I, I was too Aaron much is just playing you both. He's like they'll never know I'm two diamond them. <laughs> no, I, I think um, <laughs> like like and apologies because I know he's going to listen to this, but I don't think he's that smart to to come up with something that, um, meticulously <laughs> can we, can we, devilishly funny. <laughs> can we remember that claim of Joe's where he just said I don't think he's that smart? Can we remember that quote when? when we are counting down the answers for tonight's quiz. <laughs> All right, come on, yeah. Tony. You've got to send us your results. Let's see if you can beat me. I'm really up for this quiz now. I'm going to have to, to, have to knock it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm um, not living down any of my answers from last week, uh, including the whole um, R.L. Stein and Dr. Zeus mix-up, oh, which... Um, hands down my favourite moment from well. last week's podcast. That was fantastic. It was hilarious, mate. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I subsequently like Googled Goosebumps again, and as soon as I saw the cover of the books, mm. I was like, ah, oh, of course I know these people. I've read them. I, I don't remember any storylines, but I, I read them. And yeah, I just didn't. it just didn't clock that R.L. Stein was the author. It just didn't exist in my <laughs> knowledge. But I have, um, I have received more correspondence regarding the whole um, Fishbones saga um, oh, talk me through it. Which I, 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 I completely screwed that one up. Like, um, so my mate who told me about that <laughs> um, wrote in the message, fish finds is what they use to filter the beer. Now, mm. I, assuming that finds, I was either fins or bones, I just thought, oh, I think he must, that must be an autocorrect. So I announced, like an idiot on this podcast without even checking, Fish boat, fish boats oh. is what they used to filter it. it. Turns out that he had to actually send me an article in the end as to what this he was even talking about. So, according to the BBC, 
Um, they use the like a gelatin made from the fish bladder called isinglass or isinglass. Yes, I don't know how to pronounce that. Hmm. Joe, um, Joe and Dan, you may have heard of that particular ingredient. I haven't. I've never seen it used before, but you know, I've been wrong before. Well, so I think it's BBC. To, according to this, up, mate. <laughs> um, according to this article, it just says um, they use it to make the beer really pale. Um, right, but as okay. craft beer has become more popular and people have realised we don't need the beer to be like really crystal clear like most like commercial lagers are, mm. um, it's becoming less used and therefore probably Dan you wouldn't have necessarily seen it lying about anywhere. But fish products have been used in beer. And there was this whole campaign about it being vegan, etc. etc. But yeah, there you go. That is the truth. <laughs> well I'm glad to hear we're still kicking along all right, lads. Now just quietly, I mean, how good is it now to be up to our fourth podcast? That seems pretty surreal to me. So good. Um, yeah, I can't I believe we've made it this far, guys. Yeah. I know. I can't Who would have thought? No, we, we've um... been bouncing up and down the charts, though. Oh, I, don't, no. I, don't know what, I don't know if I should tell you where we are in the latest chart position for oh, hobbies. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Has someone kicked we've their asses again? Down. Um, I don't know if someone has particularly kicked our asses again, but maybe uh, we've, we've, we seem to have slipped to 215th out of nowhere, which is quite the landslide. Um, but, hey. We need to retain you guys. Tell us how we can be funnier. <laughs> maybe smarter. Maybe that will help. Maybe we're losing all the trivia nerds because <laughs> we're so thick. <laughs> <laughs> I think people just listen to us and be like, why are these guys doing this? They're just total... <laughs> Now, although this might be our fourth podcast, there might be a few of you out there that are just tuning in for the first time to barely a quiz. If so, welcome along. You're in for a treat, hopefully, um, tonight. So basically how this goes is we'll be having a bit of a catch-up and yarn, as we've been doing, and just sort of chatting about all things good and interesting in the beer world. So we've got after that, we've got our barely a fridge contest lined up. And then I'm pitting Joe and Pre against each other in our quiz round. Now, as I mentioned last week, uh, this week's quiz is all about who said that. Now, before we crack open our Belia fridge, um, now I haven't actually run this past you guys, but I've got a point to ponder with you boys that I'd actually be really keen to get your thoughts on. Now, all of us here, we're all um, beer lovers, raised on it. Hell, we've made a podcast about it. But... Um, I read an article in the news the other day. Now, we potentially might be reaching a bit of a crisis point um, within the beer industry, particularly within the craft beer industry in New Zealand. So there was an article in the news the other day that was talking about we are currently in the middle of a CO2 shortage. And so there was, an again, the same article. They, were, they had interviews with some of the brewers from Garage Project and Fortune Favors about how they're struggling with it. And they're two of the two of the bigger players in the Wellington craft beer scene. So they're actually having to limit their brewing, um, if not stop brewing altogether, just to be able to store their beer safely and efficiently, and actually just to keep their bars running, um, and order to be able to pull pints. Now, I was just like, obviously, with with you two there, they're in um, in Wellington and in Wanaka. I was wondering if. Either of you had actually had a chance to chat to any of the breweries or had heard anything on the street there because I did see a stat in the article as well, something ridiculous like the price of CO2, which is crucial to any brewery, 
the price of it since July last year, I believe, has gone up something ridiculous, like 500%. Now, most of these bars, they're operating just above that red line anyway. So any expense that that, happened, that comes across like this, it, it really makes a difference and really sets them back. So I was just wondering if you boys had any thoughts or had heard anything on the, on the topic. Yeah, I um I'd heard that one of the is it other factories that kind of helps um get the CO two out to the breweries um mm. or out to everywhere food distribution as well right it's not just beer um had had closed down due to COVID and they're just kind of um trying to get back into a normal operating rhythm mm. can't say I've, I've scoped it out to be honest but I haven't spoke to any of the breweries um around any issues but um I I did read the garage project one of their main facilities has basically run out completely um really which is which is yeah which is going to be um kind of scary it's like pretty close right to when we actually feel the tangible impact where we I mean like a garage uh, project are running out and like like I said they're a big player I mean like it always makes me think of garage project are struggling you like yeah. all the other smaller breweries particularly in Wellington they're like they must be just getting by on bare bones um, fish bones um but yeah um, for, for me <laughs> <laughs> um but for me right like I think here's your opportunity right so here's my here's my call to all of the mm. new zealand breweries right um pre and i are english and what do english people love in their beer warm and flat so here get your extra special bitters let's be themed with this and and do the best we can with uh, the co2 shortage even though you mm. probably still require co2 i'm just gonna gonna claim it <laughs> Joe, the man with no knowledge whatsoever to back up his standpoint. Did it? What is it? Right? Is it doable though, Dan? I mean, you'd literally just be—you'd get—you'd be drinking fermented wort, which, yeah, you'd just—it'd just be a cold, flat beer. But also that, yeah, I mean, but also it's no—you'd need it because anytime you're kegging a beer, you need to be able to pressurize it. And you can't pressurize a keg without CO2. So as, as you're filling it, the keg basically, you when you're filling it, I mean, obviously your larger breweries do it on a larger scale. It's all automated. But having kegged quite a few quite a few beers before, like you, you weigh them as you go and it'll fill up and fill up and fill up and then it'll reach an equilibrium with the gas. As it, and, and then if you don't start letting off the gas, then it, then it won't... Then it'll just stay there because you're you're basically the the pressure of the gas is counteracting any more beer being able to f fill up the keg, and so you you really can't keg a single beer without CO two. Well, maybe maybe it's time to innovate. Yeah, I've had beers that are ice creams. Shout out to Duncan's again. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, did, my did you see them just released it in a can? Have they? Um, oh, yes. that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that and um, the sorry, we're getting off topic, but that and the raspberry sherbet one, the other one they had at Beer Vana. Oh no, yeah, the other day, yeah, the other day, phenomenal, good. phenomenal. Yeah, ab absolutely divine. They're not real beer though, apparently, but um, I think this is the opportunity <laughs> where we um, we get beer that's not actually beer. Um, mm. Yeah, let's make let's make ice cream beer. Let's make cupcake beer. Come on, let's innovate. Let's, let's risk. We are craft beer enthusiasts for well, a reason, right? Why don't we just use another different. type of gas? Let's use another type of gas that, you know, is abundant. We could try, try to use our hydrogen or something. Why not? 
This is where Pre is delving into like the Joe Rogan type of podcast with absolutely no fucking factual knowledge to back up his claim, but he's going to say it confidently. No, I'm just saying radiation. What? No, what? No one's tried it. Yeah, no one's tried hydrogen or nitrogen. Have you ever thought that maybe they didn't use it for a good reason? Or look, Dan, you don't know. You haven't tried it yet. Yeah, have you tried it? Have you personally tried it, Dan? <laughs> no, because it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> we, we should get some sort of hydrogen and oxygen combination to go into <sighs> this beer, I reckon. All right, before we uh, somehow delve into a conspiracy theory style of podcast. <laughs> right, okay. I reckon, lads, we should mosey on over to bring your own. Now, so this is the head-to-head challenge between Joe and Pre. So each week they're going to bring a beer of their choice into, hopefully, into our highly esteemed Beerlia beer fridge. So they're going to bring a beer of their choosing within the theme we've chosen. And they have the opportunity to sell it to me as the consumer. Now, I will try and get my hands on it where possible. I do have one of them available to me tonight. And the other I have drunk on a rather large scale of consumption. So I wasn't able to get my hands on it tonight, but I will be able to talk from experience. So now... In their sales pitches, they're going to be judged on their description, their tasting notes, and of course, sheer entertainment value of their sales pitch, which is what got Joe over the line last week. So the winner gets to put their beer in the fridge and the all-important bragging rights over the other, which we know is incredibly treasured. Last time around, uh, we looked at the great summer classic, the Pilsner, and Joe, very humbly, of course, he took the win. Uh, with his efforts for Garage Project's Hops on Point Champagne Pilsner. Joe, you must have been pleased with that one straight out of the blocks like that. Uh, well, I think, you know, when you're bringing champagne to a beer party, and especially a champagne beer, you're always going to win. So I was and we confident. We do love bringing wine. wine to a beer party on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. We're diversifying. Um, this will be anything to get up above 241, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, so like I said, last time we eased you in with Pilsners, and now we're taking it a little deeper now as we move into the world of pale ales. Now, there is a lot of scope with this category. It's possibly the broadest category we could possibly chosen. So every brewery does at least a couple. Now, there's tried and true classics as well as some really funky ones on the market at the moment. So I'm excited to see what you're both bringing tonight. Joe, seeing as you are currently the majority shareholder in our Belia fridge, you get the chance this week to pitch to me first. So tell us all, what, what? have you brought this week for us to know? Hang on, to know Joe Zach? went last first last time. Pre, I'm reading your notes, mate. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? Where did I write that? I'm reading your notes. You've written Joe go first. Yeah, you came up with this. <laughs> we can, did I? I can do this again. I, I, I can edit it. No, you went last. No, you, no Pre, you went first last week. Pre went oh, first yeah. because Joe want, Yeah, I do. Joe I'm sorry, I forgot which way around is the advantage. I do want to go second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, yes, good. Yes, yeah, second yeah, is the yeah. best one. Anyway, so, I just so, don't well, brain um, fart. <laughs> <laughs> righto. Okay, so, Joe, all pre's bitching aside, um, what have you brought this week for us to nose here? And also, what do you reckon your chances are of making it into the fridge two weeks in a row? Well, firstly, Dan, I'd just like to apologise for Pre's behaviour. I think um, he's definitely trying to play some sort it's of mind game um, to un- to unsettle you, and I'm not above 
um, those, you know, I'm better than those dirty tactics, to be honest. I'm just going <laughs> to let my beer speak for itself. Um, chances of making it into the fridge two weeks in a row. Listen, like the beer that I've got, um, I'd be quite disappointed in you personally, Dan, if you didn't choose this beer. Um, so the beer that we've got is from, um, one of my favorite breweries in the country. Although I mm. think pretty much every single brewery, um, I've talked about on this podcast, I've referred to as one of my favorite breweries in the country, but we're only episode four. I'll get to all the shit ones later. Don't worry. Um, this beer <laughs> is. <laughs> So I've got to get something in there, right? Um, so this beer, this beer is um, from Rhyme and Reason, and it's located Ooh, in Wanaka, so I've gone for a local beer. Yeah, absolutely. And I specifically prioritised this brewery because you've got a bit of mm. history with them, haven't you, Dan? Just just a wee bit, just a wee bit. I've, I've got a very, real soft spot for Rhyme and Reason, so you're already appealing to my incredibly uh, easy-to-win-over nature, so go on. Awesome. No worries. Anyway, I'm going to start off by um, letting you um, hear and see my crack. Oh, that's that's such a better crack than last week. Mate, honestly, my crack... You were out-cracked is, last um, week by pre. I'll give you that. It is admirable. And I'm just going to pour it. And as you can see, it's actually not that pale um, of a pale ale. And I've had this beer many times. And it's only now I'm kind of really looking for it. I've noticed that it's not the, the What's it called? of ours. However, it is a parallel. I've not even said what it's called, have I? Wow. Well, there you are, Pre. You, there's, there's your in. Um, this is Amateur. called Joyrider. Um, Joyrider. Amateur, nice. I know. Um, Joyrider. And it's kind of one of their staples. Um, I've been going oh, to yeah. Rhyme and Reason down here for, for many years. And um, whenever I get a tasting paddle, especially because I usually come in um, to want to go on in summer, um, it's just very light and incredibly refreshing and very nice to drink. So mm. um, it sits at 5.2% ABV. Nice. Um, Good range for a pallet. Yeah, it's drinkable, right? Like it's yeah. you can have a good few very of them. sessionable. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Although technically not sessionable because five point two is slightly higher than the threshold. No, oh, with that attitude, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, um, maybe yourself you can handle it, but me, I, I just have one hazy and then I'm on the floor. Um, but this isn't a hazy, and I, I tell you what, I did actually consider bringing a hazy, but I thought, nope, I'm in for the ride, the joy ride. So, this beer. Oh, my This beer is, um, in in terms of the tasting notes, the way that they describe it, um, a balanced medley of citrus hops, boasting tropical notes and a straightforward Mm. malt profile. Smooth ride that is mellow and crisp, always satisfies. And I would say, you know, well, it's hard to disagree with the people who actually made the beer, right? But for me, um, citrus really comes through. Um, it's got a really kind of, um, sharp taste on the back of your tongue, um, mm. which you can title all you want. Um, but in terms of the beer, it's smooth, really easy to drink. And I like love going to Roman Reason, sitting out in the sun, and I could sink back so many of those. The hops that they, um, are made with are the Cascade hops, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Simcoe. So, um, mm. it's um, a good combo of hops. Wide a wide variety of, of hops and Simcoe, I believe, is also an American and Amarillo's yep. would be American, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is um, an international beer um, of great repute. And I think you'd be mad not to choose it. Not only just because um, you've had many of these, but also I think you'd be letting the Rhyme and Reason team down if you didn't choose it. I also am a huge fan of the can art here. 
So the canner, mm. which I'll describe for our overseas audience and the people who can't, um, obviously aren't watching this, they're listening to this. Um, it's got a really cool car, um, driving on Rainbow Road. You, uh, do you guys know what Rainbow Road is? No. No, it taught me through it. That's a question. Cool. No, no worries. So Rainbow Road is, is, it's not actually, um, it is a rainbow, but not Rainbow Road. So Rainbow Road is a level, um, or a track on the game Mario Kart. And it's a notoriously mm. difficult track of Mario Kart with really cool designs. And as soon as I saw this, it kind of reminded me of Mario Kart. And as a huge gamer and a huge nerd and someone who's really crap at Mario Kart, I just thought, I'll win by drinking as many of these as I can until I win. No, like it's a good pitch, Joe. I can tell you right now, when I was uh, when I was working there, honestly, I think Joyrider was probably it would every second pint I was pouring was Joyrider. It is an absolute crowd favourite there. They they love it. They can't go through it fast enough. Yeah, I didn't want to say that you work there, but because you have already let that cat out of the bag, mate. If you don't pick this beer, and you've worked for this company, <laughs> I think you'll you'll you what you'll struggle to find another job in the, in. I would say just in New Zealand, but because this is an international <laughs> podcast, you'd struggle everywhere you go. It's a it's a big shout out to Jess and Simon. I believe they're the they're the well Jess in particular is the head brewer there. Um, they do a fantastic job with that one. So Joe, is that uh, is that the end of your sales pitch there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just right. sit back and enjoy. Oh, you can't because you didn't um, find it, even though I was in the same supermarket you were in Dunedin a few days ago and you didn't, and it was there. Fucking New World Centre City. They will Mate, be the truth of me. But do you know what? It actually also goes without saying, though, about how good this beer is, that someone quite clearly, after me, bought one of them and was like, I need to get every single beer. I every actually wouldn't put it past you, Joe to specifically do this for a gag to have just bought every single last one and then just kept it quiet until now well if i did do that that type of commitment deserves the win anyway right let's be fair <laughs> it certainly deserves deliberation all right so <laughs> joe's joe's coming strong he's played to my sentimental side pre have you upped your game this week what do you reckon your chances are i think i have because i have brought in so I've just dropped uh, the coaster there. I actually have my hands on this one too. Yes, it is uh, the Nectarine Dreams by Double Vision Brew, based in Miramar and Wellington. So it's a Nectarine Pale Ale at 5.3%. Oh, it does look good. It looks very good, it, it, and it, it tastes amazing, as I'll explain to you in a second. But Dan, mm. I have a question for you. All right, fire away, my man. You don't want your life to be too complicated, right? No, certainly not. Certainly not. No. You, might, you just want things to be simple. Mm -hmm. Straight to the point. Okay. No, not too much pizzazz and not too much craziness going on. Mm -hmm. Well, this beer is exactly that. Straight to the Ooh, point. Okay. Only got nectarine in it, pretty much. There's no flavours of tropical here, citrus tangs here, and lemon and lime, and all sorts of 10,000 different hops. It is just one straight flavor and they use 250 grams or kilograms i should say of the stuff in i assume a brew and not a can because that would be quite impressive 
Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but being all natural with no flavorings means it's actually, I think that's probably healthy for you, Dan. It's probably one of your five a day in that can that you're holding in your hand Ooh, right at now. At least, at least 250 kilo, I reckon. It's at least two. Exactly. You're basically eating a couple of nectarines in that can. Yeah, better living, everyone. Exactly, exactly. And I know, I know you treat your body like a temple. So this is very much in line with that. Um, I mean, sure, it's one of those like shitty rundown temples, but it's still a temple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people want to go there, right? Um, these sure, guys, sure these do. guys know how to design cans. All right, none of this, yeah, you know, magical rainbow stuff that you know, has been copied and pasted onto the can. These guys have won <laughs> awards for their for their artwork. Nectarine Dreams. When you look at the can, it is jet black. The whole thing. It's got a neon pink pig on it which is holding a crap load of nectarines on it. Um, and it's like a centaur pig. It's got legs. So it's got, it's all four legs carrying it's nectarines. Sexy looking nectarines two other legs. Sounds yeah. very simple. And it's got, and for no reason whatsoever, it has, uh, it's wearing a jetpack on. Um, I've no <laughs> idea why, what that's got to do with anything, but um, hey, why not? Why not wear a jetpack if you're a pig carrying nectarines and uh, wearing ski goggles as well? So um they, they, um, you, as I said, they, they won awards for their can design, and they do it all in house. They, they actually really? design everything in house with a very small crew. There's only about like five or six guys that actually work there, and they kind of just do loads hmm. of different things. Um, can, I, can I ask a quick question? Um, so you referred to my can art as copied and pasted. Um, do you know if the Double Vision crew do they hand draw all their can art, or? Um, well, I haven't asked copy them, and pasted bit... onto the label, or well, no, you just callously <laughs> referred to my can as a copy and paste job. But assuming that they what hand drawn every one of their cans in double vision, surely that's copy and pasted. Well, just as well. yeah, just just from what you showed us, Joe, just it looked a bit copy and pasted. That's all. Um, but anyway, um, Dan, Dan, really Dan, why taking don't you... the title of ragging on other breweries here? All right, <laughs> Dan, why don't why don't you why don't you have a little crack? Why don't you uh, okay? You know, show us your crack. Ooh. Oh. That was a good crack. Well, I, I, I tell you who, though, I may have just uh, squirted all over my uh, laptop screen here. What? <laughs> the beer? Or... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Um, right. As you pour that out, it looks like a pale ale. It's not hazy. It's not pe- as people might expect it to be. Like, oh, actually, is it just trying to be a hazy pale ale in disguise? No, it's, it's pretty ale-ish. Oh, like yeah. But yeah, no, you, you go with that. You could you could read a newspaper through there. Exactly, um, and as you sit that back down, think of the 180 mm. different people that have tried this on Untapped and rated it on average 3.71. Oh, he's stolen Joe's strategy. Sounds uh, good. Even more so, you know, I'm I'm glad that you were able to find this, Dan, because I'm not kidding. In Wellington. This was a hard one to find. I had to go to a few places to get it, and everywhere I went, so yep, it sells out. In fact, the yeah. one I got, you didn't was think the about last just one. going to Double Vision there, or no? Um, I think they didn't have anyone I went in either. I, I went to a few places, um, but yes, it, it's it's tough to to get hold of, and that's because it's popular. The the person that I bought this off in the end actually said to me, every time they get in a, a box of that stuff, it goes within a day or two. It's just gone. Um, I may have to rescind my earlier comment about being able to read a newspaper through it. It is. Uh, it's it's a, it's a little hazy. It's not like yeah, completely. Crystal it's good clear. though. It's good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Pre, talk me through the tasting notes while I uh, f- take my first sip here. 
Nice. All right. Well, obviously, you're going to get a hit of nectarine, but it's not straight away. It's actually Ooh. after you've had a little bit of it. Oh, hello. Um, nice and crisp. Yeah. Mm. Not There's no bitterness whatsoever, um, and it's nice and, and tangy, but as I said earlier, so uncomplicated. There, it is just like one flavor. Mm. It's almost like a soft drink in terms of like there's nothing too much going on. It's just one flavor all the way through. Boom. Off you go. Done. Nice and refreshing. So I think this is what you'd want in the Beerly uh, Beer fridge because, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to be uh, using this as one of your sort of stalwarts to serve people. Mm. And you don't want anything too fancy, too complicated. Um, and also, you know, the other side of it, Dan, is you, know, you don't want to be promoting a beer that actively promotes crime, like joyriding. So this only promotes dreaming. I tell you who, if you put that in a six pack, like a three thirty mil six pack, that would sell like hotcakes. Well, I think to be fair, it's selling like hotcakes in its uh, current form of the uh, the larger can. What is it? Four forty mil. Yeah, four forty mil. Yeah, four forty. Yeah, I knew that. So, um, so that's my pitch, Dan. Nectarine mm. dreams. Get on the back of that pig and fly self into space. <laughs> oh, I tell you who, you've both put forward two very good beers and two very good sales pitches. Two very different sales pitches, and I appreciate them both. It's it really is a tough one for this for me this week, lads. I have to. I mean, the rhyme and reason joyrider. Oh, that is that is just a great beer. Like it is Definitely. an any time beer. Like you can whether it's your your first, your fifth, your twelfth, whatever you like. It's always going to go down really, really well. It's very refreshing. It's got good flavor. It's got gr- it's got a great hoppy flavor. It's very balanced, not overpowering, and it keeps you wanting to go back for another sip. This, the Nectarine Dreams by Double Vision. I haven't tried this one before, so this has been a great treat for me to try. And I see what you mean, Pre. Like it really is. It's a at, at its heart. It's a very good pale ale, and they've they've done very well with the nectarine flavour. It's there, but it's not overpowering. It's just nice enough to again keep you coming back for, for more. It's very Moorish. Mm. I think I think I have a winner. I think I have a second beer in the Beerlia beer fridge. Now, last week, obviously, we had Garage Project Hops on Point. So that's a Wellington-based brewery. And I think for the second week, for the second time we're we're, um, cracking open the fridge, it's going to be another Wellington-based brewery. It's going to be the Double Vision Nectarine Dreams. (laughs) I think I I want that in our fridge. That is a wise choice, my friend. And I, and I have to say, choice. I have to say that is that is not to disrespect the Joyrider. It is, it is painstakingly close. Both of those would look very good in our fridge, but oh, I think the I think the Nectarine Dreams that just just takes the, just pips us. I think, um, uh, you know, confessly, you know, 
Congratulations, Prey. Well deserved. Um, I I didn't want to say at the time because it's a competition, but I do agree. You've picked an excellent beer. Uh, I think some of your claims around it being a a nectarine pale ale being simpler than a pale ale. Uh, A pale ale is a pale ale. That's fine. Um, And and although I'm not being a sore loser, though I recognize this may sound like me being a sore loser, I think Dan... This is um, not a good opening from you. Might might be worth googling something <laughs> called recency bias, uh, you know, because you didn't you, you didn't want to find my beer apparently, so um, that's okay, that's fine. Okay, I'll I mean, tell, on that same uh, logic, Jess, you were um, literally you were literally preying on the fact that I had worked there. Uh, I'm not sure uh, your logic the logic entirely. The beer speaks for itself, mate. The beer speaks for itself. It's delicious. It's, it's simple. It's parallel. None of this nectarine. Not even real beer. <laughs> it's a good thing you're not a sore loser, Joe. Otherwise, this would come across really salty. I think Joe <laughs> likes fruit, basically. Just you know. Oh man. Anything healthy? Oh, right. Nectarine. Nectarine powders are very good beer. I have drunk like, yeah. many of them. I've drunk more Joy Riders, but that's fine. <laughs> so it's official. The ne- Nectarine Dreams is going in the Beerlier beer fridge. So I want to thank you both for the time and effort that you put into your entries today, gentlemen. Now, of course, to those listening out there, if you want to see more about the beers we've showcased today and also see the full set of beers so far in the fridge, then head to at Quiz on Instagram and check out the link tree on our profile. You'll be able to find all that information there. Joe and Pri, I have to ask, are you ready to quiz on me? Yeah. Every day I dream of this moment. See... I'm more leaning towards Joe's um, very eager answer than, than Pre's hesitant yeah. But that's fine. I was, that's yeah. fine. I, was, I was like a yeah. But Joe just mm. sounded creepy. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. I, I have that effect on people. <laughs> all right. So this week, the round is, of course, all about who said that. This is a set of 10 questions all about famous quotes and figuring out which unfortunate soul is responsible for them. Now, of course, speaking of unfortunate souls, lads, straight off the bat, what's your predictions for tonight? Joe, you're coming off a very satisfying 7 out of 10 and a comprehensive win, whereas Pre is still in tears over his dismal efforts last week. Pre, do you reckon you have a chance of being average tonight, or are you just going to be outshone by your mates who are listening again? Uh, well, I'll definitely be outshone by everyone who's listening. That's that's no doubt. I I, I okay. do struggle with famous people, as in, um, Alice will often say to me, "Oh, like, do you know who that is?" When we're watching a film or a TV show, I'm just like, "No, no idea." It's like, oh, so you can never remember Joe or I's name. No, I, yeah, well, <laughs> luckily you guys aren't famous. <laughs> so, uh, I can just about keep you in my Joe's looking. At I tried, yeah, there. I tried. Um, no, I, I do struggle to uh, to put um, faces and names together when it comes to um, what famous people have said. I also don't read like celebrity gossip or anything like that. I just I'm not clued up. People people have to tell me like who's married to who and who did that and who did what. So again, I'm not confident. I have no idea. But it depends, Dan, on who you're quoting from. Um, you know, if it's world there, leaders or I have to admit, there, there's a bit of there's a broad mix. And there are, whilst there are a couple of New Zealand questions in there, I have appealed to, I, well, I've given in to the fact that the two people doing this quiz with me tonight are both British. So there are a few questions from your homeland. 
So yeah, hopefully, don't, don't forget all the that. international listeners. We've got people in Belgium, we've got Spain, we've got Japan. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, and of course, they will outshine you. So, Joe, yeah, still do better on the New Zealand stuff than me. <laughs> Joe, so again, you're coming off that seven out of ten. You must be just the air must be crisp up where you are. What do you reckon? Oh, mate, do you know what? Like bringing that form into the actual pub quiz on Tuesday, I think just mate, I'm 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 on a high at the moment. However, <clears throat> kind of similar to uh, to pre, I'm actually not too confident in this round um, specifically. I'm mm. pretty good with people to a point, um, mm. but. I kind of vaguely remember who they are as opposed to actually knowing their specific name, which is going to be um, obviously the most important part of this quiz. Um, you know, in, in terms of Priest's comment around he doesn't know who's married to who, fortunately, I'm imagining you're not going to say I do um, as the as the quote, and we have to guess who's the celebrity married couple. But um, I, I think... <laughs> Uh, I think it, um, we're, we're a while into this, and now you finally hit us with your first bad joke. Well, well, well. I, you've obviously not picked up on the the, the, the they've all been crap witticisms. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh no, no, no! I think, I think, I think, I think um, I've been doing lots of like swings and and home runs um, throughout the, the whole podcast, really, and including that one. It's fine. You don't know what a home run is, do you? Yeah, it's when you get the six in cricket. I think, Joe, you've been mainly swinging. <laughs> yeah. oh, Joe, not, not in the 60s kind of way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean the 60s kind of way either. But no, anyway, um, going back to this, I am not confident. If I was going to give myself a like a indicative score, I would say I'll probably get um, double what Pre gets and I'll get um, five and he'll get two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Okay, okay, so now, for those of you who, if this is your first time tuning into, into our quiz tonight, so what's going to happen is I'm going to ask 10 questions. Now, both Pre and Joe are going to write down their answers or start a message with someone called Aaron. Now, so if you are listening at <laughs> home, get out, get out a pen and paper or open up a note on your phone and play along with us. Now, of course, you'll likely beat Joe and Pre, and I specifically do want to hear about it if you do. Make sure you hit us up on at Barely a Quiz on Instagram. So when I go through the when I go through the questions, I'm going to ask them out, Joe and Pre, they're going to write their answers down. And as we're going through the answers, before I give the answer, they're both going to share their answers with me and with us. So that way, hopefully, we get another moment like um, Pre's uh, R.L. Stein moment last week. That was fantastic when he com completely confused him for Dr. Seuss. So this is barely a quiz on our fourth podcast here. This is Who Said That? Shall I kick things off with question number one? Off we go. Bring it on. Do we have a pen and paper, everyone? Do we have Aaron on speed dial? Hey. <laughs> All right, question number one. Which historical ruler famously said, I came, I saw, I conquered? I've got a great pun hint for this one if you need. <clears throat> I think I know it, but also, to, yeah, it could be anyone. But I think I've got it. I, 
Crease uh, rubbing his head <laughs> and looks well, confused no, the, the, already. I had, a, uh, I had a gut answer straight away, but then I'm thinking you wouldn't have said that in English. Like the, the name well, I've got. Well, no, this is the. Well, I mean. It's translated for you, Bree. Oh, right. If it was. If it was to be fair, if it was. If it was a British, if it was a British person saying this, if it was if it was a British person saying this, it would be I came, I stole, I conquered, I lost. Hey, yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, can, um, I'll give you a heads up, pre. It's also not Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it is. That, oh, that, and I'm the one who gives away answers. That is so close. <laughs> I thought you said oh, it was yeah. a historical ruler. Which historical ruler famously said, I came, I saw, I conquered. Now, of course, pre, as you so uh, intelligently um, understood. Uh, no, it wasn't originally said in English. Um, this is the translation. I came, I saw, okay. I conquered. Who said that? Well, Bloody hell, pre. You bloke. have to give us one gem every episode, don't you? I've got a bloke. Oh, good for you. How does Alice feel about that? Uh, <laughs> I haven't told you yet. Shit. <laughs> Alright, question two. Question two. Now, this is my first New Zealand question of the evening. When commentating the 1995 America's Cup in San Diego, who was responsible for the immortal sporting line America's Cup is now New Zealand's Cup as Team New Zealand crossed the finish line. Oh, what the hell? So it's going to be somebody who was a famous athlete. He is New Zealand's most famous sailing commentator. Oh, great. The most famous sailing commentator, that that really accessible sport that we obviously all watch. It's worth explaining to people outside New Zealand listen to this, that Sailing is massive here. Like the America's mm. Cup and like that whole competition is quite keenly followed here. Whereas mm. any It I would be don't... bigger in the UK if you guys won every now and again, but you don't. <laughs> I don't the think so. Honestly, Dan, I genuinely don't think so. Like there's no way like Joe and I grew up in London, there's no nothing we've got to do to connect with sailboats. Like I wouldn't even know how to point one in the right direction, let alone race it. So no one, no um, one who supports it does. We all just <laughs> we're good at it, so we want to support it. So who said the line? Who said the line? Let me know when you're ready for question three. Nah, just give me. I've got, I've got a decent, I think a decent guess. No, nice. might as well have said nice. it. I'm just gonna. <laughs> The only kind of older celebrity that comes to mind, and this is might be a pre-level answer, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's fine. You haven't seen what I've written, it Joe. It? <laughs> it's not good. I'm, it's definitely not it. I'm going to lose my shit if one of you has written down Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, close. All right, question three. Question three, now I know you've both got answers. Question three is multi-choice. Which well-known socialite once said, no, no, I didn't go to England, I went to London? Was it A, Paris Hilton, B, Kim Kardashian, 
C. Zaza Gabor, or D. Kendall Jenner? Which well-known socialite said, no, no, I didn't go to England, I went to London. A. Paris Hilton, B. Kim Kardashian, C. Zaza Gabor. Zaza Gabor was like the original, the OG socialite. And, or D. Kendall Jenner. You're the same as me, Joe. You've never heard of who C is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like well-known socialite, though. You never, made that ever, up, ever, ever before. No, no, no. She, she, she's passed away now, but she was like the OG then. socialite. <laughs> she was the OG socialite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really familiar with any of the socialites, to be honest. Um, I know who the others are, but um, I don't really follow what they say, unfortunately. So I've gone for a bit of a guess, but I actually... I, I don't know why I think my guess is quite a good one. Mm. Yeah, like for me, I kind of feel like I know this quote associated to this person, even though that's all I have, really. But I think I think I'm kind of confident in this one as well. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, to right. be fair, before we put out the multi-choice, Dan, in my in uh, my gut feeling went Oprah Winfrey, so that that's how badly that <laughs> this is going to go. <laughs> She's also not a socialite, so you know, there's that. <laughs> Now, question four. Question four. This is, you know, appealing to your British nature. At a 1963 Royal Variety performance, this is one of their most famous quotes. When performing for the Queen herself, which famous musician said to the crowd before their final number, would the people in the cheaper seats clap your hands and the rest of you if you'd just rattle your jewellery? Oh, that's um, quite a sordid quote. <clears throat> who's, oh. who's, who's a bit of an anti-royal musician then? Who would have been a bit spiky. I can, I can tell you right now, this person is no longer alive. I know the... At a 1963 sure. Royal Variety performance when performing for the Queen herself, which famous musician said to the crowd before their final number, would the people in the cheaper seats clap your hands and the rest of you if you just rattle your jewellery? If the name is close, but I can tell you kind of who they are and the band, if they are in a band, they were in. They are in a band. Well, they were in a band. Yeah. Okay, I think I think <laughs> they were in a band, and it was going to be one of two people. Can I also just point out that um, when you first started reading out the question for question number three, and you first and you said which well-known socialite, I began thinking of like different types of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I just associated the word socialite with like geology. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Question five. Okay, I don't know what's worse. Now, this is um, this is a line uttered by a character, so a fictional character. Do or do not. There is no try. That is a line uttered by which famous character? Do or do not. There is no try. Is a line uttered by which famous character? Bit of a harsh quote. I feel like it's going to be in like one of these Marvel films that someone's written that. 
<laughs> if um if one of you gets this and the other doesn't, you'll be absolutely green with envy. I promise you. <laughs> Which fictional character, Dan? So this is a, okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you the character now. No, no, I'm just just clarifying. It's a it's a fictional character. Okay. It's a fictional character. Fictional character. Okay. From some very famous movies. The fact you said this, um, so my original answer was going <laughs> to, although fictional was probably um, controversial. Uh, actually, my first answer was Jesus Christ, because um, <laughs> oh. it sounded like something from the Bible. <laughs> when you said famous movies, I was like, okay, maybe not. I was wondering where you were going with that, saying fictional could be controversial, but there you go. All of a sudden, Jesus it. just gets straight up brutal. <laughs> oh, you uh, tried to get me off guys. the cross. Mm. Do or do not. <laughs> There's no try. Well, I, I just, it did sound something that's quite biblical, so it must be like a pretty. Um, These serious. movies, when they were released, were they were biblical in popularity, like not not within the Jeebus crowd, but you know they I were. Think I've got it. Okay. Question six. All right. Which That's former leader once once tweeted? Which former leader once tweeted? I am a very stable genius. In response to his mental stability being attacked by critics. It's a leader. Man, I should know that. Which former leader once tweeted? I am a very stable genius. In response to his mental stability being attacked by critics. Which former leader do you think possibly could be goaded yeah. into tweeting yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's my answer. Was kind of based yeah, off of that. Sounded quite. That's an easy one. Yeah. yeah, I felt sorry for yes, you, no, so thanks. I had to basically spell out the answer for you yeah, there. Thanks. Now, question question yeah. seven. I have to say, question seven. This is the one I'm most excited for because it's it's a British question and it's a football question. <clears throat> always you get us with these so question seven now this is multi-choice although i'm going to read you the quote and i want you to tell me if this should be multi-choice or not question seven which legendary football manager once famously stated some people believe football is a matter of life and death i am very disappointed with that attitude i can assure you it is much much more important than that i know the answer so I don't need multiple multiple choice. Free? Oh, give me the multiple choice, Dan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Was it A. Sir Alex Ferguson? B. Johan Cruyff? C. Sir Matt Busby? Or D. Bill Shankly? Do you know what? If you had, if we'd gone like no multiple choice, straight away in my head, had Nigel Clough came up because he, it, it feels quite eloquent, and he, he used to say things that, that were quite eloquent before um, i had the right answer come to mind <clears throat> um well what i think is the right answer this could absolutely backfire on me um i also did have clough in mind as well and then but I, yeah I remembered the quote. it does sound like the kind of thing he would have said um and sir alex sounds the most plausible to me but i don't know if it's gonna be that obvious so i'm gonna put something else down down you've got my answer out okay Question eight, I, this is another New Zealand question. Question eight and nine are New Zealand questions, actually. Question eight, which New Zealand politician won the 2022 New Zealand Quote of the Year competition with their quip, I would have thought that Grant Robertson 
would be a much bigger threat to Lamingtons than Lamingtons would be a threat to Grant Robertson. <laughs> he is... So they are in an opposition party. For the listeners who... Yeah, you're going to have to explain. So Grant Robertson is the... Is Grant Robertson is the deputy leader of Labour. He is currently, well, Labour is currently in power. And this was a response to a law change they were making, which would have affected small businesses amongst bakeries and things like that. And this politician was saying, I would have thought that Grant Robertson, who was a known to enjoy a Lamington or two, I would have thought that Grant Robertson would be a much bigger threat to Lamingtons than Lamingtons would be a threat to Grant Robertson. Which New Zealand politician won the New Zealand 2022 New Zealand Quote of the Year competition with that quote? I didn't realise there was a Quote of the Year competition. Do you reckon any of my mm. gems could get in there? If, no, no. Just a hard no. <laughs> um, the 2021 okay. Quote of the Year winner was um, Chris Hipkins telling people to spread their legs for COVID. <laughs> that, was, that was class. That one I do remember. Yeah. That was a great The quote. best bit about that was Ashley Bloomfield's eyebrows when he just looked at him. He just raised his eyebrows. And Chris Hopkins was like, oh, I fucked that one up. <laughs> he owned that. That was well. a time where we, where we all used quote. to sort of intently watch the news and mm. we just kind of pick up everything that was said. And that was that was one of the few moments we got to laugh in that year. Oh, that's grim. Sorry. Okay, let's lie in the mood. Let's get back to Forest Town. <laughs> right, uh, question nine. Now, this is a New Zealand question, but it does have a British influence. That's the hint I'll give you. Which world-famous musician once famously claimed that Invercargill is the asshole of the world in an interview after touring there for the first time? I think everyone said that at some point. <laughs> I said that just you know last what? I've week. I've heard that quote. I've heard that quote a lot of times, but I didn't realise it came from the musician who toured. It was in an interview, and they put it in the autobiography. Did you give us a year, Dan, for that, or is it? There's no year in there. Oh. Can you use a decade? I'll tell you. Both no, no sorry, you didn't have to. I, just, I didn't. Would have been either late fifties or early sixties. They oh, claimed that okay. Invercargill is the asshole of the world. Didn't like Dunedin much either. Uh, Guarantee you, you'll know this musician. This is not Dressing an obscure question. Very famous. That's question nine. Question ten, our final question for who said that tonight. So, in the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which character was responsible for the lines it's just a flesh wound and tis but a scratch who said that which character it's an iconic monty, monty python scene does it have, oh, does no. does it have a name like it if you were okay. looking yeah. at this character his name would literally be his like how he appears okay cool that's right very unfair if I don't get this point because I know exactly I, 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 I could quote the scene well, I can't remember the scene. I, I can't remember the scene. Scene. You know, it's such a good scene yeah it's brilliant a fantastic movie mm. Monty Python and the Holy Grail that was question 10 
Let me know when you're ready to uh, roll to the answers here, lads. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Not very well, but I can roll. How, how do um, we reckon we've done? How confident are you feeling? What scores are you sitting at so far? Oh, I think I'm on a, I think I'm on a three or a tops four. Ooh, okay. Joe, you said you'd get double his score. I don't think I'll get double his score. Um, I would have a guess of five. Could be as high as six or seven, depending on some of my kind of like reasonable guesses, you know, mm. educated guesses. And of course, let us not forget to, um, when talking about your own brother, at the start of this, I said I'd bring this back that you just don't think he's that intelligent. So, <laughs> oh no. All right. Question one on who said that, which historical ruler famously said, I came, I saw, I conquered. Lads, what answers did you get? I've got the inventor so, of the salad, Julius, Mr. Caesar. Didn't Homer yeah, ever I tell also, you you don't make friends with salad? You don't make friends. Wasn't that March? <laughs> no, that was, that was Homer and everyone jumped in. It was Homer. Um, Homer. Yeah. Come on, man. Sorry, mate. But no, yeah, I also Julius got Caesar over the here. Mighty, Joe, how'd you do? The mighty JC. Not the religious one. Julius. Not to be confused with Jay Z. Um, I, Joe, when I said that, it was because of the um, Jay Z rhyme I came. I saw a con- I won't do it because I can't rap. Um, but but you really uh, just I didn't did. actually mean to give. <laughs> I didn't mean to give him a hint that it was Jay Z. Um, is when you called it out, I was like, oh, crap. But yeah, I, was, I thought it was no, Julius I actually, Caesar. I actually wrote Julius Caesar down actually immediately, straight after. That was my gut, nice. uh, gut answer. And that's why I went into the whole thing of like, did he say that in English? Because he would have surely said this in Latin. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but if I'd given mate, it in that was Latin, fantastic. it would have been too obvious. The answer is Julius Caesar, of course. You're both one from one. Now, question two. I'm interested to see which answers you came up with for this. Question two, when commentating the 1995 America's Cup in San Diego, who was responsible for the immortal sporting line, America's Cup is now New Zealand's Cup, as Team New Zealand crossed the finish line? Joe, what's your answer? I'm really not confident in this, Mm. and I worry about this answer. Um, So I was just trying to think of who um, is a New Zealand celebrity that's been around for quite a significant significant period of time and is, is around media. But I had no idea. So the answer that I threw down was Dave Dobbin. All right, we've got Dave Dobbin over there. Pre, what do you have, my friend? I mean, look, uh, the guy I've got at least is a sailing commentator. I've gone for Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z? <laughs> It is the one and only <laughs> fuck. It is the one and only Peter Montgomery. That might be the first time he's ever been confused for Jay Z. Um, I, oh, yeah. Well, there you go, Peter Montgomery. I've learned something new there. Peter Montgomery. Yeah, I had no idea. Right. Never getting that. Question, question three. Now this is multi-choice. Which well-known socialite once said, "No, no, I didn't go to England. I went to London." Was it A. Paris Hilton? B, Kim Kardashian, C, Zaza Gabor, not made up, or D, Kendall Jenner. Pre, how'd you get on? 
I, I've gone for Paris Hilton on this one. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like it was either between her or um, Kendall, uh, Kim Kardashian, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident that Paris Hilton said that, but I don't know why I know that. Joe, what do you reckon? I am um, with Pre. I wrote down Paris Hilton. Um, no kind of logic behind it, other than the fact that I'm fairly sure I've seen that quote associated with her, and think it may have been from her TV show that she had in like, the '90s MTV with Nicole Richie. Just for an extra I can bonus point. tell you right now, you were both now sitting two from three. It is a Paris Hilton. Yes. Now I have to say Ooh. that this is not the dumbest quote I've ever heard about England. The title for that one was when David Beckham stated, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get Brooklyn christened. We just don't know what religion yet. <laughs> oh, oh but, man, that's low-hanging fruit. Like We leave David Beckham alone here. We stan him in this in this podcast. <laughs> we're David Beckham fans. Uh, people right. say I look like him all the time, so. No, they don't. I'm just going to leave an awkward silence there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, okay, apparently not. Never mind. Question four. At a 1963 Royal Variety performance, when performing for the Queen herself, which famous musician said to the crowd before their final number, Would the people in the cheaper seats clap your hands and the rest of you if you'd just rattle your jewellery? Joe, who do you reckon said that? So at first, right, I, my, my, my first. first uh, the first thing I was about to say was the Beatles. But then I was like, they're not going to say that. What the hell? What am I thinking I also of? asked and for a person, I... not a band. Ringo Starr. No, anyway. Um, so what I end up writing with is, is I'm not sure on the dates. Um, I, I know that the, the Sex Pistols were very um, anti-monarchy, anti-establishment. Um, but I'm not sure if the, the, those dates line up. I think it might have been a little bit afterwards. But I did write. And again, I'm, I'm pretty not sure the Sex Pistols have a play for the Queen. Yeah, I'd be oh, surprised yeah, if they play the Royal Variety, mate. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to carry around. on. And and you're already telling me it's a no, but I don't care. I wrote Johnny Rotten, who I think is the lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Um, it's something rotten. Um, but, yeah. You are right. Now I'm thinking back on my logic. But, you know, you may be thinking... Some viewers may have their feelings hurt right now. I, I definitely don't. But they may do. <laughs> All right, so Joe's clearly wrong. Pre, what did you well, get? No, no, no <laughs> listeners put Johnny Rotten, Joe. That's why. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> There's no fucking chance the Queen no, would ever no approve the Six Pistols playing at their Royal Variety performance. Invite an anti-monarchy band to the Royal Variety performance. Well, now you say it like that. It's just the music. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that is now, shithouse now. logic, mate. Pre, tell me you did I bet better Tony's than that. That, that, is, that, is, that is almost on brand with Dr. Seuss and R.L. Stein. Pre, tell me you did um, better. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, look, uh, I, I actually went for George Lennon because I thought that potentially he might have done a solo of some Who? sort. Uh, or Can I just confirm your answer, what you just said? <laughs> Oh, what? yes, thank you. You made me feel so much better. Who? Hang on, let me Google this. Who am I Google? No, 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 no. No, no, no you can't Google the quiz. Repeat your answer. Repeat your answer. 
George Lennon? Who's George Lennon? The, the Who guy. the fuck is George Lennon? <laughs> oh shit! He's, a, he's an Irish IRA Republican leader. Is oh, George damn, Harrison? John Lennon? <laughs> oh yeah, him. Do you reckon him, him, the Queen yeah, invited George the IRA Harrison. to to yeah. play the oh, Royal Variety? Damn. damn! Oh my word! George the answer Lennon is, yeah, is John Lennon. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. I mean him. No, no that's not if it was, if it was, I, I, like it was, it was literally only ever going to be John or Paul, and you might be the first British person I've ever met who doesn't know who John Lennon is. No, I know who John Lennon is. I just got his name. This is I what one of my peers. Pre is the most unintentionally funny person on this podcast. Fuck you, Pre. <laughs> Well, I literally told you that I get their names confused all the time, and this is exactly George what I'm Lennon. talking about. George Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Honestly, when you... When you... <laughs> George! <laughs> guys, guys, have you oh, actually Googled George like Lennon? It's like saying McCartney. I know, I know. But you Google George Lennon, it just goes, George Lennon was an IRA leader during the Irish War of Independence. Oh my god, that's even better! Queen's best friend. <laughs> Can you imagine him at the Royal Variety? <laughs> that's worse just than Johnny Just grenades at old Lizzie. That in my eyesight, Johnny Ron. At least he was playing music. <laughs> You're both too out of four. Oh my word! All right, we're going to try and rein it in for question five. Question five. Oh, do or do not. There is no try. Is what George Lennon said when he was lobbing grenades at the Queen. Do or do not, there is no try, is a line uttered by which famous character? Pre, you've got to follow that up. What did you put? Um, hey, look, I, I just guessed fictional character who would have been a bit bullshy. I, I went for Batman. I'm just going to mark that wrong straight away. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> Joe, what did you put? <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's like, I can, like, <clears throat> I, I... <clears throat> Oh, pre. Um, I, I could literally see, like, said you'd Batman's. be green with envy if you got this wrong. It was literally that comment that gave oh. me my answer. And it's not the the, um, the guy I've, with the mask, is it? I, there were, there, no, don't worry. Just no. don't worry. Pre, stop just, thinking about. Um, stop talking, pre. <laughs> there, there were there were two lines of thought, right? So I was thinking like, it could be something that the Grinch would say, but I was like, mm, not really. Um, Which character also, is famous for talking backwards? What did you put, Joe? What? Oh, no. <laughs> you were going to say the Hulk, weren't you, Joe? Was there? What'd no. You put? Were you going to say no. the Hulk? Oh, What'd I you definitely put, Joe? put Yoda. I definitely put Yoda. No, I didn't. I, 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 oh, no, 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 no. What I did you put, Joe? Like... Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yoda. <laughs> Oh, I, I know that quote. It, it's it's yeah. the pressure of the quiz. You've got 
Do a do it's when, I can just imagine. It's when Luke Skywalker is on Dagobah and he's like saying, and he's like doing his whole like Jedi training. Do or do not. There is no try. Which is also ironic considering apparently only the Sith deal in absolutes. I, I, I oh my god, I'm going to lose some friends off that comment. Um, off Joe, what did, what did you put in the end? You put Shrek. Yoda. He put Shrek. You, you didn't put anything. You put Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, he confused. Get no. off my swamp with do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. Onions. <laughs> um, oh no! Yeah. All right. You know so you're both. When, when you said the quote, this has been fantastic. When you said that quote, Dan, I I did think Star Wars, and but the only thing that came to mind was Darth Vader. Um, but I thought there's no way he said that. So I just uh, I left it and went, went full full circle, but at least never Shrek. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, I know that. I feel like I always want to implement a system where I get the right to deduct points for shit house answers. <laughs> oh mate! All right. Can't Question six. Now I'm confident you both got this one. Which former leader once tweeted, I am a very stable genius in response to his mental stability being attacked by critics, which is what you want to say in order for people to think that you are not stable. Joe, who'd you put? Yeah, it quite clearly was Donald Trump. Yeah, it was indeed. Yeah, that's what three I got. from six. That's what I got as well. They are I three. mean, you've got three. It could have possibly been Shrek, but we'll never know. Okay. Question seven. Now, this was the question I was most enthused about to hear to hear your points about, because um, obviously you're both British, you're both football fanatics. Which legendary football manager once famously stated, some people believe football is a matter of life and death. I'm very disappointed with that attitude. I can assure you it is much, much more important than that. Pre- who do you think it was? Was it A, Sir Alex Ferguson, B, Johan Cruyff, C, Sir Matt Busby, or D, Bill Shankly? I don't think Sir Alex Ferguson would say something like that. I don't know why, but he's obviously full of lots of quotes. I felt like he wouldn't have said that, so I went for Bill Shankly in the end. But I think... Right, uh, we've got Bill Shankly from yeah. Pre. Joe, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, that's a famous quote from Bill Shankly. Um, I was, I knew the answer straight away. Well done, Pre. It is definitely Bill Shankly. Yes. So you're you're both currently sitting on four from seven. Pre, when you first said Sir Alex Ferguson, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, he's going to write down Alex Ferguson. And I was like, oh my god, but no, you you got the right answer. In the end. But you know what? Without the multiple choice, that's kind of who I'd have lent into because I already know Arsene Wenger quotes. You know, that's that's my religion. So. What? Which one is that? I did not see it. Yeah, I think it's the religion that doesn't make it into the um, UEFA Champions League. (laughs) That's hard. That's a fair point. But uh, yeah, we're currently eight points clear at the top of the league, Dan. So yeah, well, you never know. Moments, Dan. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Bring us up again in April. Question eight, just to bring you both back down to earth. Um, you're four from seven each. Which New Zealand politician won the 2022 New Zealand Quote of the Year competition with their quip, 
I would have thought that Grant Robertson would be a much bigger threat to Lamingtons than Lamingtons would be a threat to Grant Robertson. Joe, what do you think? Who, who do you think said that one? I might have this one. Um, so I, I don't know the quote. So I'm, I've, <clears throat> I've heard the quote before. Don't know who said it and don't know the name to the quote, right? This is I've not a strong start for you. <laughs> um, I've got a reasonably educated guess based on who was a politician who can say some twatty things at times. Um, and who it does is, not narrow believe, it down. I believe was quoted as being is it an insufferable prick um, by Jacinda, um, and that was David Seymour. Okay, okay. Pray, what did you get? I originally wrote Judith Collins because I feel like she would just say something like that. But then oh, I, she went, I remember you says, yeah. But then then you said it was twenty twenty two, and I'm pretty sure she's been cancelled now. So yeah, she got cancelled by then. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I've gone for Christopher Luxon, just because he's the only other person I either might say that. Unfortunately, Christopher Luxon doesn't have that much of a personality to have come up with something that clever. <laughs> it is David Seymour. Yes, get there. Yeah. Five out of seven. Oh. Five out of seven. Pre, you've got some. You've got a mountain to climb with two questions to go. We've got. We've done eight, I think. Yeah, there's two questions to go. You said five out of seven. Oh, oh that's what you picked on? Oh, five out of eight. Righto. Hey, we're a factually correct um, trivia quiz um, podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, we're not, because last week I went on about fish bones. <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. Which world-famous musician once famously claimed that Invercargill is the asshole of the world? In an interview after touring for the first time there, pre, what did you write for that one? I've gone for Paul McCartney, but then I don't know why I also think Elton John might have just said that randomly. But Paul McCartney's my final answer. Are you sure it's not George Lennon? It's not George Lennon, the famous IRA leader. No. <laughs> I'm just going to mark that wrong as well, actually, because there's no way Paul McCartney has said that about the car. Um, Joe, how'd you get on? Um... So my answer's wrong. Um, and as soon as you read the question again and doing the answers and you said which famous musician, I was like, shit, it was Elton John, I'm fairly sure. But in the interest of, of fairness and transparency, I wrote down the Beatles. Um, and that's not one musician, that's a, a collective of musicians. So I think Elton John is the answer, but I wrote the Beatles. So if Elton John is the answer, I don't get a point. I can tell you right now, you both couldn't be more wrong. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. What was the The one other band that was up around and competing at the same time with the Beatles? The Stones? Who might have possibly said that Invercargill was the arsehole of the world? Jagger? Keith Richards. Keith Richards, of course. Keith Richards. Uh... Yeah, well, I was not even remotely close then. But I do love how confident you both were. Oh, Elton John. Yeah, definitely. Elton John. <laughs> I wouldn't say definitely. Well, it's it's but... the type of remark you'd say, to be fair, I think. Okay, so, Pre, the best you can manage here is a draw. If Joe, who knows the scene verbatim, somehow gets this answer wrong. 
So I'm, Priya I'm praying that he's been it? overconfident here <clears throat> because I've definitely got this wrong. Priya is sitting on four from nine. Joe was sitting on five from nine. I, I have seen the movie, but I do not in, remember a single character in, name. In the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which character was responsible for the lines, it's just a flesh wound and tis but a scratch? Joe, seeing as you know the scene so well, what answer did you put? Um, what Because um, I wasn't aware of like the, the character name and you said it's based on the description. Um, what I wrote down was the knight, um, although it could be the dark knight or black knight, but um, definitely was the, the knight who lost both his arms and his legs and still tried to um, fight. Well, well when call he, it he a lost draw. both his arms, he tried to kick. I don't even call it a draw. Oh, yeah, sorry. Apologies. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, there was a quote from... Sorry, I, I, I thought I'd lost a point or something, but no, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Knight from Monty Python, Holy Grail, fantastic movie. Um, and yeah, Pre, over to you. Pre, what answer did you get? Well, seeing as I couldn't remember a single character name, I just went for Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You didn't want to go for Shrink? <laughs> no, to be fair, <clears throat> I didn't go for All Shrink. Right. So the answer is, and Joe, I'm going to give you a half a point for this one. The answer is the Black Knight. I did say the Black Knight, right? Yeah, but you didn't write it. So I'll give you half a point. And we can confirm whether you wrote it or not with Aaron. So That's like me saying, can I have half a point for George Lennon when I meant John Lennon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's John Lennon, man. He's like the most famous musician of all time. So get fucked, Bree. Yeah, pre- I, that's a John Rotten. I accepted so the famous half a point. <laughs> I, okay. chose, I chose so, the famous IRA leader. So we've got <laughs> Pre setting on four out of ten, I believe, and Joe coming away with the win again this week. He's back to back. Pre has some soul searching to do because Joe was on five and a half out of ten, I believe. And fuck if fuck me if that's not above average. Well done, Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Pre. Uh, I, I, I um, you know, I thank my audience, my fans, who give me the inspiration to, to get up and and study for this quiz every week. Thank you. What, what fans? My only, only fans. fans. My only fans. Uh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic effort, lads. Uh, Pre, I would highly recommend you do some study over the next week because I can tell you right now that next week's quiz. Is gonna the theme is yeah nah. The answer will either be Whoa. yeah or nah. Like <laughs> I like that. That's good. I'm I'm taking the true or false theme and making it distinctly right. Kiwi. We, we love the saying yeah right, nah okay. in this country, so it's either gonna be yeah or nah. So okay. you literally have a 50-50 chance. And well, yeah, I, mean, I there's think it's five out of ten arriving then, isn't it? <laughs> You say that, you say that, but you know, I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Going on your results, Pre, I mean, it's going to be sketchy business for everyone involved. Now, so tonight, although Pre came back with his first win of the series and he managed to finally get a beer in the fridge, Joe has come back to back with uh, with quiz round wins. Joe, you get the pleasure of quizzing on me this week, so I hope you enjoy that. 
lads, I have to say that it's been a thoroughly enjoyable uh, podcast tonight. I've I've really enjoyed it. It's been great to see you both. We've had some good yarns. Um, Pre again, the most unintentionally funny person I've ever met. You've absolutely smashed it out of the park. How, how do you feel about the quiz tonight, lads? Or how do you feel about the podcast tonight? Oh, it's been been a laugh, and um, yeah, I hope uh, I hope people uh, find uh, find whatever we've done um, amusing. Certainly, um, yeah, I, I I just I, I just still in shock that I uh, managed to screw up that so badly. But uh, there you go, George Lennon. Yeah, George Lennon for for me. Um, it reminds really, me of the time really that Ringo awesome. McCartney was the voice yeah. of uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Awful. Awful. But, um, um, sorry, f- sorry Joe, me, interrupt um, you. Very rude. Very rude. No, 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 no that's okay. Um, for, from me, I think um, I always enjoy doing the quiz with you guys. Um, it's nice having some beers and talking shit and, and getting some terrible answers. I would just like to, to let the audience know that pre- he doesn't plan the stuff that he comes out with. Um, this is genuinely unintentional, unintentionally hilarious, hilarious from Pre. So thank you very much, Pre, for all the humour you bring, even though it's an accident. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just never going to live off this stuff down. But there you go. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So to all of you listening tonight, thank you so much for joining in tonight and coming along with us like it's we've we've had a blast i hope you've enjoyed it too i hope you're going to enjoy it if you're listening to it at a later date um if, of course if you want to check out the two beers that we pitted against each other tonight um check out our link tree on instagram or in the show notes also while you're online please 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 send us in your scores at barely a quiz that's our instagram we'll shout out any top scores or interesting answers of course i mean not sure anything can top George Lennon, but try your best. Now, also, don't forget to rate us on the platform wherever you get your podcasts. It does help other like-minded people find us, and we appreciate it. We really, really do. As I mentioned, next week is the, the quiz is going to be all about Yena. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything much else to do tonight other than just say thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. Kaki te hairera from Joe, Pre, and I. We'll catch you on the next one. I'll see you later, everyone. See you next time.